0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Pond Hunter broadcast from the Under the Sea Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic. Take a look into the world of koi ponds, water gardens, and the lifestyles of the aquatically obsessed. Meet the pros, hobbyists, and cover some no nonsense pond advice straight from the field. The Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, here's your host, koi pond and water garden expert, Mike Gannon.
0: Hey. Hi, everybody.
2: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Pond Hunter radio broadcast, coming to you from blogtalkradio.com and iTunes. Thanks for joining us tonight for this Live broadcast, I am your host, Mike Gannon, broadcasting to you all around the world. To all of you aquatically obsessed people out there, this is a show on everything aquatic. Koi ponds, koi fish, fish keeping, water gardens, aquatic plants, and water gardening practices. Trying to bring you great information on everything aquatic. Uh, This is episode 29. Of the PHRB and something of a lifestyle segment for the show. From time to time, we do some lifestyle stuff. We're always bringing you great information. And uh, tonight, we're going to be doing just that. We're going to be talking about living the koi life. And tonight um, is a shining example of living the koi life. My guest is going to be Brizel Martinez. She's going to be with me, uh, Skyping in all the way from the Philippines, halfway around the world. And I'm so happy to welcome another international guest. Uh, She is really a lot of fun. She's a great person. I've been following her for a while on her social media. And I hope more of you international pond professionals will join me on the show as as well. But tonight, Rizal is with us. And uh, she's a full 12 hours ahead of me here on the East Coast of the United States. And I'm very excited to speak with her about living the Koi life. If any of you listeners would like to speak with Gazelle, please feel free to give a call. The number is 914-803-4557, and uh, she will be on shortly, and we will get you on the air to uh, say hello, ask questions, or whatever you would like to do. So I'm looking forward to having Gazelle on in just a little while and hearing from guests uh, or um, listeners, I should say. And this is episode 29 of the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. Welcome, everybody. The last show, episode 28, that was also a big call-in show. Lots of people calling in. Um, It was really a lot of fun. My guest was Eric Triplett, the pond digger. And Eric gave away a free pond skimmer on that show. Pretty cool to give something away. Uh, A lot of people called in for it. Only one could win it. And congratulations to Michelle Gravenish for being the big winner of the free Helix Pond Skimmer. Um, that was really a lot of fun. It was a great show. Eric Triplett is is a great uh, palm professional with uh, real in- interesting conversations just on all sorts of stuff. And, and thank you to Eric for coming on to the show, being a great guest. I look forward to doing it again sometime. And, um, you know, if you guys would like to hear that show or any of the past, Pond Hunter radio broadcast episodes. You can find them on com slash hunter. You can also find them on iTunes. Just search for the Pond Hunter and it'll come up under podcast. And um, while you guys are there, I hope you will give me a follow, maybe subscribe, and uh, a review. That would be very much appreciated. And thank you to each one of you who have already done that. I really do appreciate it seeing your your support and I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying the show. So I'm psyched. Spring is here everybody. It was a long winter here in the northeast United States. Uh just a few short weeks ago. There was still ice everywhere. Snow was still falling. It was pretty insane. A very long, long winter. But we are officially in the spring. I don't I don't think winter's gonna be showing its face again around here. It's April eighth. I mean it should be springtime at this point. And uh I love it. Finally pond season has begun after a long winter. And um you know, for my company Full Service Aquatics, the crews are out. Uh they've been getting out and opening ponds for our clients, doing the cleanouts, getting everything refreshed after the winter time, making everything look good, checking on the fish, checking on the systems, the equipment, whatever it takes. But We're out there making sure that people are going to be able to enjoy a nice, long pond season this year. So um, now is kind of a good time to get those things going in your pond. Some of the things you might see when you start your pond are foamy conditions, which is kind of normal. I've had a couple people, it happens in my pond, of course, too. My pond is no different. Um, I've had a couple people concerned about, you know, they're seeing a little bit of foam on the surface, and that's, that's... Pretty normal, not necessarily desirable effects, but normal. And it's due to high organic load after the winter time. So everything is just waking up, your plants are waking back up, your filters are waking back up. So um let your filters do their job and maybe a little water change would be good to help speed up the process of lowering those nutrient levels. Um you're gonna see your fish out and about when you see them. Uh, Remember, if they're ready for food, it always depends on the temperature of the water, not the temperature outside, but the temperature of the water. And around 55 or so, you can easily start feeding them, but still use a low temperature food until the water temperatures rise a bit more in these colder areas. And we're also going to see many of the early aquatic plants already showing growth, which is awesome. I love that it's just so springy to me, so seeing the iris, which uh is always an early indicator, they start coming they're already coming up, so they start coming up early with their beautiful blooms, beginning of the season. you just know it's spring, so get out there, everybody, and start enjoying your ponds, start enjoying them now, and um why not have a nice long season out of it uh so we have. Rizal Martinez coming up, everybody. We're looking forward to it. And, uh, hey, guess who's back also? The guys from Aquascape are at it again. Greg, Ed, Brian, and Chris are now called The Pond Squad. You probably know them from the reality TV show The Pond Stars. Um, That was on Nat Geo Wild. But their new show, The Pond Squad, is going to be much easier to watch. All of the new episodes for Season 2 will be streamed and able to be viewed on YouTube and they have a new channel called The Pond Squad. And you can check out new episodes as they come out and see any of the old episodes if, if you miss them or just want to see them again. And you no longer have to be in front of your TV or remember to set your DVR. The Pond Squad is available 24-7. The first episode was already released and features a really cool indoor turtle pond. And uh, many more shows are coming. So go check out the new season of The Pond Squad on YouTube and remember to subscribe. The first episode was really cool. I mean, a major deluxe koi pond, uh, turtle pond. And um turtle ponds are really cool. I've been building ponds for 20 years or so and I've built big ponds, small ponds, indoor ponds, outdoor ponds, frog ponds, dog ponds, bird ponds, but I've never built a turtle pond. I think I'm about to do. Uh, I do know the construction is a bit different than like a typical koi pond or fish pond because turtles will escape, so you need to have high edges around the pond. And uh, turtle ponds would actually make for a good show topic. So we're going to keep that on one of the back burners, Um, maybe the hows and whys of turtle pond construction. That would be really cool. And if you want to see how a deluxe turtle pond is constructed, go check out episode one of the Pond Squad. That is a deluxe turtle pond. Deluxe, for sure. So, okay, coming up, everybody. Brazil Martinez will be with us shortly. We are going to be talking about living the koi life. I am very psyched that she made it on tonight. Um, We'll talk to her right after this commercial from our sponsor, Full Service Aquatics.
0: Do you love your pond? Full Service Aquatics Water Garden and Koi Pond Experts can give you a pond you can live with service aquatics, an award-winning water garden, koi pond, and water feature design and installation firm has been creating amazing aquatic environments since 1995 got waterfall? Full Service
3: Aquatics can make your old waterfall or pond look like new with our waterfall, koi pond, and water garden renovation and repair services. Visit FullServiceAquatics.com or
0: call 908-277-6000 to speak with a Full Service
3: Aquatics pond professional today. That's FullServiceAquatics.com or 908-277-6000. Full Service Aquatics, a pond you can live with.
0: Visit LoveYourPond.com
2: That's right, Full Service Aquatics, serving New Jersey pond keepers since 1995, 20 years so far. Uh, Our season is off to a good start, and we look forward to seeing our clients and making some new clients in 2015 season. So my guest tonight is calling in from the Philippines. I think traditionally most people think of Japan when they think of Koi, but it seems that a lot of great things are happening in many parts of the world with Koi the Philippines being just one of those places. And my guest, Grizel Martinez, is one of the people who are making all of that happen. Brazil is living the koi life in a big way. And she is very active in promoting koi and helping to organize clubs. Uh, she helps organize the All-Philippine Koi Society, which is one of the funnest-looking koi clubs I've ever seen. She does an amazing job with that. Uh, I wish I was a little bit closer because I would join them in an instant. They seem to have so much fun. And Brazell brings all of this to social media, which is how I follow what she's up to. I'm a big fan of hers and what she has going on. Uh, Brazell, are you on the line?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Hey, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. great. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me, Mike.
2: Oh no problem! Thank you so much for taking the time to call into the show. I know you're busy. You're always, I'm always watching you on Facebook. I know you're you're a very busy uh, lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny uh, while I was while I was getting ready for this, you know, I uh, for for you to come on. I got to learn a little more about the Philippines, where which I've never mm-hmm. been to, and uh, it's a pretty fascinating place. It uh, I didn't know it had. Mm-hmm seven thousand islands that make up the country and um yeah that's that's pretty pretty amazing. Now where are you? You're located in Cebu, am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes. I'm in Cebu.
3: It's in the middle part of the Philippines. We Philippines actually has three uh main islands. We have Luzon, Visayas and Mindanao and um Cebu is in the middle part in Visayas.
2: Okay. I think a lot of people don't realize that that English is the official language, um but is Spanish is always uh, also widely spoken there, is that correct?
3: No, not exactly. Um but we do have a place here that um uses somewhat like Spanish, but um it, it's we our our language uh is um Tagalog.
2: Okay. Yeah, I see a lot of posts where it's it's mixed. There's English and then there's Tagalog in there. Tagalog, yeah. It's very it's very fun watching you do what you do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Have you noticed? Uh I think you're a member of All Philippine Client Society Facebook group as well. If you notice know I've I've been telling people to really use English or Tagalog when posting and commenting on posts so that everyone could could understand, especially the ones from the Philippines.
2: Yeah, because there's uh, many different languages uh, spoken there, isn't there? I I was seeing there's yes. also like Ce- Cebuano and like a lot of different... It's crazy. Uh, it
3: helps a lot of different language, really. It's, it's crazy here.
2: So how many different languages do you speak?
3: As far as I know, we have wait we have Tagalog, we have Cebuano, um, we have Ilongo, we have Chabacano, we have uh, a lot, maybe ten wow. or more.
2: Wow! Do you, do you speak all of them? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of languages. I just
3: know Tagalog and Cebuano. There's a lot of languages here. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. That's so cool. How's the weather there? What what are the weather conditions like out there in the Philippines?
3: It's hot. We just say it's hot, yeah. it's really hot. Like um 39 degree. Well, yeah, somewhere
2: 38 degrees Celsius. Okay. The hot. Yeah, so it it's, it's still kind of cold where <laughs> I am. Um we just—I mean—we had ice. I had ice on my pond just a few weeks ago. It's, it's thawed out now, and my fish are looking great. I'm very excited to see them all again. But uh, it's pretty amazing the different conditions that these wonderful, amazing koi can thrive under. I mean, whether it's hot all the time or cold for half the year, they just really do really great. What got you involved with koi? What what made you become uh, start living the koi life?
3: <laughs> well, well, I am an animal lover since since child since childhood, and um, I remember when I was still a kid, uh, my mom and I used to have these small pools. Um, we had this um, pond liners back then, and some basins. Um, we we keep uh, I don't know if it was koi back then, but we know it as a carp. Those small orange ones and some okay. gray ones as well, and we called it carp back then. I don't know I don't know what koi what koi yeah. was it or what what variety was it so yeah, and then um, I think it was um, it was back in two thousand eleven that because um, when when my father died when I was in when I was sixteen years old. All our fishes died for some reason. All of our fishes died. Like our goldfish, our our carps, all died. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, uh, back in 2011, um, I, I I wanted to have a planted aquarium, and it was like searching the internet, and I saw this huge fish. I was like, huh, these are nice, I think. So. Yeah. I, was, I was searching, and I I, I got into a a, a uh, local forum. I introduced myself and um, talked to some of the members, and I, I was I, I, I bonded with with some of the old hobbyists, and they introduced me to to koi, and uh, we visited some plants, and this is part of it. I decided uh, I should learn more.
2: Yeah. That's so cool. So it just started, like a lot of us, as a little kid, it was your hobby just to kind of go out and enjoy fish. I did the same thing. I had a mm-hmm. fish tank, and I had little guppies and stuff like that. And I remember seeing my first koi. I felt like you did. I was like, oh, man, look at that. <laughs> it was so different <laughs> than any other than other fish that I had kept. Um, now, it, it it seems to me, and I could be totally wrong because I'm just basing it on recently observing things but is the koi keeping hobby really growing in the Philippines is it something that's it becoming is. more and more popular
3: it is it is really becoming very popular um i remember when uh, i remember last 2011 um well here's a little um history here um back in 2011 um my friend and i decided to To create the first koi club here in the, here in Cebu, and it was actually the the um, it was actually the start because uh, once we created uh, the the uh, koi club here, um, koi clubs from 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 uh, Mindanao, the southern part of the Philippines, as well as from the other parts of the Philippines, emerges. So, it was the the the, the uh, koi club that we uh created was was actually somehow like a pioneer um koi club and back yes. then i remember um, it was uh the the uh, the only uh koi show was in manila it's, it's the 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 north part of the philippines Okay. I remember there was the only koi show that caters um imported fishes from Japan. Here in Cebu, okay. we had already koi shows, small koi shows, but basically consisted of um local fish, locally bred fish. Okay. So, yeah, we had the first we had the first we created the first koi club. And we had the first, the biggest first, well, the first koi show um, organized by the koi club. And I think it mm-hmm. was the first uh, koi show as well that we invited um, three foreigners from Indonesia. I don't know if you know Uden, um, a famous uh, breeder yeah. in Indonesia. And, yeah, and um, Daniel and David Octavius, um owner of... Uh, Koi Vito Indonesia, and um, I forgot their dealership. Uh, but anyway, the three of them. We invited three of them to judge our
2: first Koi show here in Cebu. That's cool. So so the Koi keeping, when, when did Koi keeping start kind of coming over to um, the Philippines? I know that it kind of came into the United States in like the early 1970s or so and then started just gaining traction and getting more and more popular. What, do you know when it came over into the Philippines? I'm guessing I, it just came way, in way from, back. from... Yeah?
3: Way back. Yeah. Um But um, I think because I have a friend who's been keeping koi since 1999, and um, I think the hobby started way back ninety ninety perhaps? Yeah. I'm not really sure yeah. but um it, yeah. it only it only became very popular just just a few years ago, very popular it's very popular it's been oh it it's gaining you know, popularity like i think everyone knows that um I think almost everyone knows that Philippines is now you know keeping koi and importing koi as well so
2: yeah, yeah, it really seems very, very active um, with Koi and the Koi industry. It's, it's exciting to see, and I have noticed that, that there's a lot of breeding going on over there, um, uh, um, and, of course, your clubs. And the clubs are just seem – now, of course, I haven't seen all the different clubs around here in the U.S., but your clubs really seem to to have a lot of fun and a lot of members, too, so how do you and you've gone ahead and organized this how did you um how did you get people involved with joining um your club the Koi club
3: <laughs> it's a funny story here because i'm actually I, I i already told you uh, through 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 um uh, facebook chat that um i was once a member of the well i was one of the um uh, um one of the um uh, founding members of the um the first club here in Cebu i've i was the secretary for 3 years um organized the shows for 3 years as well together with the officers and members um the Old philippine Play society has just been created uh, last year and um okay. right now we have officially we have uh, a hundred plus official members. Although the officers right now are still the term still um temporary. We haven't um we haven't really um elected the official officers yet because uh what we wanted the interim officers wanted to to, to you know to have everything in place before yeah yeah before the the official officers take over so um how do i i don't know it's just um <laughs> it's 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 so cause I i not know maybe because I, one thing i noticed though be, um we have a lot of um new hobbyists coming in and it's really nice like when you post something on facebook they're so yeah. eager to join. They're so eager to 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 participate, like during exhibits and, and 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 activities. I don't really have to do to do you know extra effort to have them participate. They okay. just they just pop up and say, "Miss, I want to join. I want to help. What do you want? What What do you need? What do you want?" And it's
2: Great. That is great. <laughs> That's great because it just shows the the level of enthusiasm out there um is very high and I I know that um for some clubs here in the US uh trying to get new members to come on is difficult and sometimes clubs are, are getting smaller and smaller. I would love to see them grow because mm-hmm. I think they're they're a great resource for people who are keeping koi. For somebody to join the club, um, do they have to have a pond? Do they have to have koi, or can they just be kind of in love with the koi life? No, um, all
3: Philippine Koi Society's um, mission actually is to to uh, you know spread um, knowledge um, in keeping koi. So if if you're someone who doesn't have a pond yet but is planning to have a pond, of course you can join. Um I think that's that's the main um objective that's supposed to that is and that must be the the um objective of a koi Club. Although all Philippine Society is not a club, it's society. It's different. I've been telling people um all Philippinka society is not a club. Uh we don't function like a club. Uh we function like a society and um and that's our main goal here—to to provide um, the right knowledge and how to keep koi. Because I, I, I've been—I I don't know about—I don't know in America, but um, here in the Philippines, we do have a lot of koi clubs here, and new koi clubs are emerging as well. And um, not all members of these koi clubs have the right knowledge and quite keeping. So what we do here in all Filipino society with the help of our, our um, advisors, like Mark Gardner, I know you know him. Yeah, um, sure. We, (laughs) we encourage people to learn the right thing. Right. Right. it's 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 crazy, really. It's crazy when you like, for example, someone posting. Um, I saw this um, another another Facebook group. It was like someone posting about how my koi is dying and my koi is flashing, et cetera, et cetera. And then someone else says, "You um, apply dimelin or you apply salt." It's crazy. Right. it's not supposed to be the the right thing. I mean you should diagnose what's what's really the problem where the coin is flashing. That's what Color koi Philippine all Philippine coin society is all about. We correct things. We wanna that hobby is to, you know <coughs> learn before 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 going into the real the 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 hobby learn more
2: first. Right. That's And that's exactly it. It's a great resource. So if somebody is just learning and they want to get involved, they have uh, people with a great amount of experience to turn to. But So you you made a distinction between a Koi society and a Koi club. Can you tell me again, how do those two differentiate? I, I've used them kind of interchangeably, but there is a difference what was the what's the difference between them
3: well um, first we are our aim as a society is to bring everyone closer um you know 'cause um what what, what we um what we uh what do you call this what we notice now is we've been like in one place we have two clubs. I say, in 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 Bohol, we have it's a place in Philippines by the way. You have two okay. clubs there, and then in Negros, another place in the Philippines, we have two clubs as well. What we want to do is to, you know, um, encourage people to join in and be as one with all Philippine coin Society. Yeah. That's the difference. If you're a club,
0: you just...
3: Yeah, it's just you. It's just a club. In a society, the process of different individuals and different clubs from different places.
2: Okay. And then as part of the society, you have meetings, of course. You get together with the, the members of the society... Um where do you have these meetings? Where do you guys get together?
3: Oh, right now we're, we've been uh right now as I've said it's Also, all also been quasi-site is been created. So right now we've been we've been polishing things first, um doing the paperwork needed to be uh to have it um officially and uh legally um certified. Uh, the, the meetings we had was with um, was with the uh, the interim officers, and it's here in the in in um, I don't know if you know Super White Sands Resort and Spa. I think you know what it okay. is. Sequoia Paradise. I've been I've been posting it on Facebook. <laughs> and yeah, um, yeah sure. every time we have yeah every time I we have the meeting, I call up. This I think that's a loophole as well in, the, in, in, a, in a society because right now our interim officers are from the different places of the Philippines. Like from our president is from Davao, which is um, a plane away from Cebu. And um, okay. our treasurer is another plane away from Cebu and the rest of the interim officers. Not to mention Mark, which is based in Japan, although he's living in in Luzon in Manila, but um, every time Mm -hmm. we have... It's not easy to to gather everyone for a meeting, so what we do is we we chat, I text, or call for for them to, you know, be updated of what what, what is going on in the society.
2: Interesting. So so everything is still in in kind of its formative process, and then eventually i've seen um you do things like pond tours well you'll you'll go and visit a bunch of, of different ponds um those that I would imagine would be members of the society who you'd go and and visit these ponds. How do you go about setting that up when you're going to visit all these different ponds how How often do you do a pond tour? And then how do you um, organize that?
3: I think you're trying to, to – I think if you've um, – the punters you've seen is from the previous choir club I was in. Okay. Um, also, then because the society hasn't you, been – go ahead. So it's, they're,
2: they're, the so- that's okay. So the society is still in its formative process um but eventually i'm I'm guessing you will be doing uh some of the same things you'll you'll do pond tours where you go and and visit um members uh oh, different oh, yes. fields, yeah oh yeah
3: so we, when we, that that is that is the plan
2: tell me about when you when you go and do that what will you be doing on these tours how are they set up um do you see a lot of ponds, or do you go and spend a day at one person's pond? How do you plan to do those type of tours? Okay, normally here, toy clubs
3: do pond tours. When they do when they do pond tours here in the Philippines, they just go about um, anyone's. Well, they schedule. They ask hobbyists, um, those who ever want to have their their pond visited, and they just go there and. Just, Take a picture and that's it. Now, okay. my plan is, our plan is, and it, I've been, I've been hearing this one as well. Um, this, these sentiments from hobbyists as well that uh, they, they want to learn more, and a pond tour should be a learning process as well. And it's just taking pictures and you know, talk about other people's business. Um, it's supposed to be a learning, a learning tour as well. So what what we're planning is we we go about um asking people um asking hobbyists if they want their uh, pond visited and if they want to if they want to if they are available cuz well well it it's supposed it's like um if if the owner isn't if the owner of the pond is there uh those who are in the tour can ask anything like how do you okay. go about you know cleaning your system how much did it cost you how do you go about treating your pond if treating your koi if you if you encounter any diseases stuff like those
2: okay yeah so you definitely get to learn quite a bit it's not just uh, just taking a picture and moving on that's a great way to do it and it's a great way to share information and and real-life experience um, talking to exactly. somebody who has, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great. And that's that, to me, too, that's kind of what a Pond Tour should be. Um, and uh, to make it real fun, maybe even have a little food, a couple of drinks, <laughs> you know?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> now, when you have everything kind of up and running and you're planning these type of events like Pond Tours, how often would you see that happening? Like how how many pond tours per year would you think that your, your the All-Philippine Koi Society would be hosting?
3: Six to 12 pond tours, maybe. It's going to be one. One. Okay. Oh, one, one tour a month or one every two months.
2: Okay, wow, that's great. And it's it, interesting it, it, that we, we, we have a lot. Your do head. they ever get, I, I know just from your past experience, do they ever get too big? Um, do too many people sign up? Is it, or, or is it always a nice manageable group that gets together?
3: Nice manageable group. Um, about 20.
2: Yeah. 20 plus. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, now, of course, in a society like you had mentioned, people one of the uh, that I think is one of the really nice things about joining um, a society or a club or you know whatever the a, a pond keeper has available to them, because some people just you know don't have those resources. It's really nice that you get the combined experience of everybody, and a lot of times if somebody a member of the society has. Uh, a problem, they can reach out to club members. Now, Exactly, you, yes. Would, would you be offering, let's say somebody has a sick fish, would, your, would you offer the members, um, you know, somebody to be able to go out and take a look at their pond and, and help them?
3: I do. I, I mean, I personally do. I mean, I have a lot of, I've been, I've been, um visiting ponds checking on on, on their koi's and um uh, maintaining their ponds as well for free <laughs> and okay. um it, it's great it, it's it's great it's great really and um yeah i've been i've been i i receive um uh chat messages asking for 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 a visit and um well, you know how busy i am every time I mean, I have a pending. I have. I'm supposed to be on a. Uh, I'm supposed to be visiting a, a pond somewhere north of Cebu since last okay. month, and right now I haven't visited it yet. So it was it
1: was it was oh. crazy.
3: But uh, yeah. Um, also Philippine society um i i don't know if you read my my post there i i also offered um uh, equipments that they can use i have um i have a salt meter here should they ever need should they be should they need to to test their uh, salinity level um i have a a water test kit here as well i bought um Medicine. Uh, well, I have a medicine kit here. I've been mm-hmm. doing a little surgeries on sick koi as well. I don't know if you have noticed it on Facebook. I've been posting pictures of yeah. me doing minor surgeries on koi, and um, it's 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 funny, and um, it's it's you know it, I, now that now that I mention it, it's. I've never really thought of you know a me doing this, the, the yeah. these stuff that I'm doing, uh, going to places just to just to check on paw and do surgery. And it's kind of overwhelming, <laughs> in fact. <laughs> sure. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it's it is funny, right? It's a funny thing that that you do with your life. Um, I feel the same way. I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing a radio show. What am I doing?
0: <laughs> but
2: it's <laughs> it's fun. It's living the dream.
3: Mike. Mike, you know what? Here's the funny thing. Like I was like, was, um, oh days ago, two days ago, I think, and it was it was really thinking. Okay, Mike is gonna I'm gonna be with Mike two days. From now, and it's like, how about if I'll do a YouTube um, video blog as well? Hmm, <laughs> what am I thinking well, now?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope you do. I think you should. I really do. I think you should.
3: <laughs> hey, well, um, I have to, well.
2: <laughs> it's funny. You got to love it, though. You know, I, I I build ponds. I do all sorts of stuff. I'm always curious as I kind of – Facebook is an amazing tool, I think, especially for people who are koi keepers and pond keepers, because you have access to everybody around the world, and you get to see exactly. many, many different things, which, you know, I mean, it seems like Facebook's always been here, but only five or six years ago, I mean, it, it really – you didn't have that ability. I mean, you could get into some chat rooms and stuff like that, but you didn't really get to see what people are doing on a daily basis. So I'm always interested in seeing – it's great. And it's interesting seeing how people do things around the world. And um, I'm always curious how people are building their ponds because how they're built here in the U.S. isn't necessarily how they're built in Japan or in Europe or in the Philippines, so how are mm-hmm. and you see a lot of ponds. how are most people building their ponds um in the Philippines? How do they construct them like are they concrete okay. ponds are they are they liner ponds like what is the the preferred way to build a koi pond when somebody's getting into the hobby
3: um Actually that depends on the budget <laughs> a keeper okay, has. Sure. If 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 you're short on budget then they um settle on the a liner pond. But if they have okay. the uh if they have the resources, the right resources, then they go in and ask people to build a concrete pond for them. Okay. Um I'll, yeah, new hobbyists settle for a liner pond. And as they go okay. about as they level up, they they you know, upgrade They upgrade to, to concrete ponds, which is actually I think is um not a good way to start a, a hobby, I think. It's it's more expensive, I think. If you come to think of right. it, um Oh yeah. You, yeah, right. If you build a liner pond, you, of course, you shed out a little. I, yeah, a little, but um, that's still money. I've oh, been yeah. telling, I've yep. been telling hobbyists or hobbyists have been asking, um, what, what is the best um, size to build a pond? They don't have the right. Um, we don't have the right uh, knowledge yet. Should they go in and make a concrete pond? I will say I started with an aquarium. I started with a right. few dead goldfishes, fishes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, from there I learned. I learned. And, uh, it, you know, why not start with an aquarium? Learn from them. It's, and and I think, it, this is my own opinion, Um having an aquarium is like having a small pond. Am I right, Mike? Yeah. As some yeah. as a pond expert. Am I right? <laughs>
2: yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean oh, that's yeah. oh, that's how I yeah. I I started too. My the first koi I had, I kept in an aquarium. Um I mean it, it would it would drive some people crazy how I how I first started keeping koi because my first koi, I honestly didn't even know that it, it was a koi or what even a koi was. Um, I was just so into keeping fish, and, and I was keeping a lot of cichlids, like African cichlids and South American cichlids, and I had this fish tank full of them. And um, I took a koi and I put it in there with with cichlids <laughs> because All I didn't right. know it.
3: I, <laughs> I, I can just imagine what so, happened to
2: the koi. <laughs> I know. There's there's probably people who want to hit me on top of the head because I did that. But but the fact is, I just, I felt it was it was my way of getting into the hobby. And, and had I not done that, I don't know. Maybe I, I would have never kept Koi. But, you know, it's funny, Brazil, is that the Koi did fine. He was in with some really wow. aggressive cich- cichlids, and he went in there, and he was just like king of the tank. He had no problem. Wow. Nobody bothered him. It was great. It was great. Uh, not that I recommend it these days, doing it that way. But um, I'm kind of with you in the sense that I, I like seeing people get into the hobby, and I don't like seeing people get discouraged because they don't have ten thousand dollars to build a pond. When you know a lot of these fish are are they're so hardy. Um, like you saw as, as a little girl, they're essentially they're carp, and they can live in very difficult conditions, and I don't mean to set them up that way, but if somebody wants to get into a hobby and all they can afford to do is maybe dig a hole and just put a liner in and that's it, listen, if that's how they start learning about it, I'm okay with that. I don't come down to them. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, oh, you can't do that. You need to have, you know, the X5000 filter system. And, you know, it, it just <laughs> – I like seeing people fall in love with their koi and – and once they're in love, they'll keep building, and they realize that they're going to get better environments for their koi. So yeah. it's, I really have no problem seeing how people keep their koi in different ways. I think, it's in a way, it, it's kind of upsetting to see when you go into Facebook and somebody posts, you know, hey, I got my koi in this little tiny backyard pond, and people... Are like you can't do that. You know it's totally wrong, and you you need to have this. And mm-hmm. and it's I underst I understand their their if it's constructive criticism, I understand that. But sometimes they just come down on people, and they're not really giving them um, incentive to to stay in the hobby. I think a lot of people are like oh my gosh, I just posted a picture of my pond, and I had twenty people telling me that my pond is horrible and needs this and that. <laughs> so. I'm okay oh, with people yeah. getting into it however they want. And, and, uh, more,
3: and I'm okay with it too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if somebody has um, koi in a an aquarium, I mean, I would say now that I've been doing this for so long, it may not be the best way to keep koi, but it is a way to get into the hobby. And I feel like those people love those koi just as much as somebody who spent $20,000, $30,000 on their koi pond. You know, I think the... Exactly. The, you know, it's it's the same feelings. It's the same love. It's the same level of um, taking care of the fish. It's just people have different financial situations, and koi keeping doesn't only have to be for, for the rich. Anybody can do it. If there's a little kid who a exactly. koi in a little bucket, and he, you know, feeds them pieces of rice but he loves his koi I'm okay with that and I'm totally cool with that so I'm always interested to see how people do it around the world and you know what uh, it's
3: it's great to, to see uh, kids doing um, taking care of fish as well I mean I went to a, a place here in, in uh, Visayas um, and I well we had a seminar with Mark Gardner Mm-hmm. And um, one of well, actually, there were they were three, I think. And the the youngest was around twelve years old, and he's already yeah. keeping koi. I was like, "Crazy, really? yeah. you are! You are keeping
2: koi.
3: <laughs> great. That's great." And you know what? He won a koi food, and everyone was like. Can I? I will buy that food. It's Tommy Guy food. I don't know. I I think you know Tommy Guy, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
3: yeah. And it's and it's pretty expensive here in Philippines. And uh, he won the most expensive variety of Tommy Guy Koi food. And people are like, and he was twelve years old, so what do you expect? And yeah. hobbyists, older hobbyists, were like, hey, let me buy. It was I don't know. It was around the the Tommy Guy food cost. 2,200 pesos. I don't know how to convert in US, but um, it's 2,200 pesos. And hobbyists were like, "I will buy that for a thousand pesos." Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave the kid alone. Yeah, that's
2: crazy. Yeah, 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 it's I, yeah. Getting getting the kids into it is uh, is a lot of fun. It really is. I have I have two daughters, and I hope that they will keep a pond too. I think it's it's a great, I think it's a great hobby. It really is. I think it's it's a very it is. Yeah, it's healthy. And, it's family oriented. It's 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 really. I don't see many downsides to keeping koi.
3: Exactly, and if you know, if you already know the chemistry of the water, and if you already know how, the secrets of keeping them stress-free, all you have to do is feed them and clean your filter from time to time, and that's it. Yeah, it yeah, gives you it's actually happiness, like immeasurable happiness.
2: Yeah, no doubt, absolutely. So I've seen you. I've seen a, a few photos of you um, jumping into ponds uh, for doing koi <laughs> harvesting. So you, I guess you have some breeders that that you know, and and you'll you'll jump right in and you'll harvest koi <laughs> along with them. It looks like Excuse so much fun. Those pond. are not I, ponds.
3: Those are not concrete ponds. Those are mud ponds.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that is definitely not a concrete pond. <laughs> So I should have. Yeah, you'll jump into mud ponds, but um, which I would love to do. I've never had the opportunity to do that. It looks like so much fun. It looks like a fun way to spend a day. Um, <laughs> it tell me a little is. bit. So tell me a little well, bit about the that. First like time, what?
3: Yeah. Um, well, the first time I did uh, a koi harvest was in um, uh, was in Iloilo. Uh, my friend, who's actually one of the advisors of All Philippine Koi Society, should I mention his name? He would love to yeah, hear his absolutely. name. Yeah. Sure <laughs> <Sherlock you>. Chan. <laughs> um So <laughs> well, he's been. He has this. He has a friend who's a good friend of mine as well. Is Arvin Arvin Dakai. and they've been breeding koi um, using imported um, koi from Japan. And um, it was it was not actually on 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 schedule. It, we were there. We were supposed to be there to to just have a a short vacation. And um, Sherlock Chan here is like, okay, uh, let's harvest our koi. Um, we they were uh, I think the sizes were about um, three or four inches, four or five inches. Okay, great. Let's go. Let's go. And I didn't expect it to be that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's dirty. Yeah. It's mud. It's mud. It's mud. And right. I was so excited. I was so excited. And I was like, okay, I will jump in. And there we were. We were dragging the net. And after that, I was like, I was okay. This is a A bit personal. Um, I am fond of wearing panty liners. I don't know if you know that. I I don't know if you know what panty liner is.
2: (laughs) uh, I I know that now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, so after the harvest, I was like, okay, I should go in, and they have a deep well. Um, right beside the uh, the um, mud pond. I was cleaning there. I was like, okay, I should take my panty liner off and, you know, throw it out. It's like, I was like,
0: yeah.
3: looking to it. This is not a panty liner anymore. This is mud. This is just mud. And everyone was laughing. I was like, this is crazy. And what happened? Night after the harvest, I get chilled, chills, get high fever, and we're supposed, we were scheduled to go to Boracay. It's it's a it's a tourist destination here in the Philippines. It's a nice beaches and resorts. So we're heading there the following morning. I was like, oh, what will I do? I'm having really high fever because I don't know, maybe because of the the harvest. I don't know. And people was like, yeah. Oh wait, um you should because we're scheduled to, to depart at four AM and my fever started seven PM. So it's like Brits, you should drink you should drink medicine now or else we'll not be able to go to Baranghaez <gasps> Okay <laughs> All right. <laughs> just let me just let me rest and everything should be fine. I know everything should be fine. It's crazy. Yeah. And the second time it was like well, a month ago. I was invited to to um our our treasurer or term treasurer from Leite. and um one of her koi, a champion koi died and um,
0: okay.
3: her caretaker the caretaker, a hobbyist as well, um, chatted is like Miss uh, my our koi got this and that, and two days later he texted and said our grand champion koi died suddenly. They don't know what the reason was, so I went there and examined the Yeah, and um, it it was well on the text. Well, I called him. It's like um, he he said that the um, the head of the koi was like. Having a huge, um, um, what do you call this, uh, bump or something, and I don't know what's wrong. So okay, I went there and I check on the head, and when I cut it, um, the skull is broken. So
0: oh gosh,
3: and they told me yeah. And uh, they told me that um, weeks before that, um, their main pond I a, it was was not function was not functioning. So they got all the koi from the main pond and put it on a mud pond. And after okay. a week or so, harvested the koi and back to the main pond. So they didn't do anything to to uh clear whatever bacteria they got from the mud pond. So what I did was I just I I put it put a potassium permanganate treatment to the main mm-hmm. pond for, for four consecutive days. Oh no 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 four treatments. And that's it, everything's fine now. But uh we have a dead oh. boy. Uh one caught yeah. had um uh, could so I scraped the infected part and um, put medicine on it, and I think the koi is doing great now.
2: Oh, that's awesome! That's great. You saved his life.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, and after the, the the treatment, we went to their mud pond and um, harvested their <laughs> small koi, and it was great. It was great because the night before the harvest, I was drunk. So
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> is, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> all right. This is a really nice life, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's all part of living the koi life. That, that's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> it
3: is. You know, koi with friends, having yep. fun.
2: Exactly.
3: That's what. This?
2: And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Glad to hear it from you, Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so when you so you went and you were you were harvesting, you're you're getting the the little guys, maybe like Nisai, Tosai. Um,
3: no, Tosai. Now, uh, three, four months. Oh,
2: okay, okay. Now. You also do you help to call them? Like you go through them and you pick out the the nice fish. And do you help the culling process as well? No,
3: but um, I have a. I'm. 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 Okay, um Cibu White House Resort and Spa. We have five ponds there, and everything. All the koi on those five uh, ponds were from Japan. I imported it. In. Okay from Japan. And um I do the calling on those fonts. So every now and then um I take out the males and um the ones who I think are not good. We sell them. Some were sold. Uh the rest were given. Um some are still there and we're planning to uh, bring it to our um, animal farm in Berigler. That's our, should I call it our? Uh, it's owned by a really good friend of mine, Mr. Patito and Shuan. And uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I do the calling <laughs> on those uh, mud ponds. I mean, ponds.
2: Right. Okay. And you also do some koi judging. So when there, when there's koi shows, Tell me um before we even get to your, your judging with koi shows um you seem to have some really great ones over in the philippines um the, are those are very popular events?
3: It's becoming popular now, I mean almost okay. every month there's a koi show. It's crazy, really, it's crazy, but the main okay. shows main shows are in Manila, and that's every February. Um, it's hosted by um, Kois and Haunts, owned by Michael Hernandez. Um, right. It's every February, and it's the biggest and grandest Koi show in the country. So I go there and help out, whatever help I can give. And um, But Cebu is doing Koi shows as well. As I've told you, um, the previous Koi club I was in, I, I uh, together with the other together with the other um, officers, I did the koi shows three straight in a row. Right now, they're still doing shows as well. All um, Philippine Koi Society will not be doing any koi shows. We 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 had already an agreement with the officers that we will not do another show. We will not do a show, but okay. we will be supporting every show. A koi club, which is a member of well, every koi club here in the Philippines will be supporting the koi shows.
2: Okay. How are how are the shows are the shows in the Philippines different than say a Japanese koi show or an American koi show, or is it is it kind of the same format? It's the same format.
3: It's the same, it although. In a smaller scale. Um, The smaller shows here, their koi rarely reach, the the biggest rarely reach around 70 cm. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Grand champion, you could be a grand champion if you have a koi, a nice koi with a size of 50 cm it's but the the format is still the same, and um the koi shows i've um helped out um the 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 i wait um 'cause i got a help well the first time i um, organized a show i got a help from z n a japan i've emailed them actually i asked for their permission if I can um, use their format as well as their uh, Koi pictures. So from okay. there, every time a Koi club asks me for help, the format I use is the one from the ZNA, the one that they gave me. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Have you ever been to Japan?
3: My wish.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: mine, mine too. too.
0: <laughs>
3: a good my a good friend of mine asked me if we can go there. Pakito and John, the owner of uh, Koi Paradise in Cebu, asked me if we mm-hmm. can go this um, October. Hopefully, yep. wish me luck.
2: Pray for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> I would love to go. I would love to go and see all that, um, and it's it's on my wish list as well. One of these days, I hope to get over and see everything over there. You should. It's, um, I know. I know. It looks it looks absolutely amazing, and uh, I will Brazil. One of these days, I I definitely will. Um, I just mm-hmm. got to get myself mm-hmm. organized to do it. Um and, Isi, I, but... I'm really excited. To... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um as i say you you have you you do all all these different things um but you also have your own business as well. Tell me a little bit about your business
3: oh my business <laughs> the nishikigoi shop um okay yes. uh nishikigoi shop it's a business name it's not a formal well it's not a shop really a a virtual shop it's okay. just a business name for my um, import license. Um, although I've been importing koi since 2013, the first koi okay. I imported were the koi from, um, were the kois for um, Cebu White Suns Resort and Spa. Um, I imported around 320 pieces of koi in um, wow. 2013. Oh, no, 2000, oh, yeah, yeah, 2013. In the last year I imported um around 800 pieces, 810 I think pieces of koi and those were for uh the small dealers here in the Philippines. Um dealers from um Manila and um the north and 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 south side of of um the Philippines. This year I've imported around a thousand, a thousand plus koi. Wow! Again for wow. The, I think a thousand twenty, or a thousand, one thousand two hundred pieces something, I think, for wow. the dealers okay. as well. Mm-hmm. So um, my my import license is still in the making. <laughs> it's so hard to get this license approved, you know. And uh, yeah. um, especially the you know government um happenings and stuff we have corruptions, and uh they've been doing you know investigations and um yeah, so it's still on hold, but um good to know that I'm still doing the importation without you know with at ease good, yeah yeah, mhm,
2: um
3: over the shop. Okay. I'm planning to, once we have the license already, I'm planning to to do the, you know, make a a, 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 a physical shop here in in the, in my place. Right now, I'm okay. selling Koi food, small stuffs. No, no, you know, for, just to help the yeah. the hobbyists. I'm selling really cheap koi foods and um, cheap uh, koi from 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 Kois and ponds yeah
2: okay, yeah, cool, very cool, and people can find information mm-hmm. on Facebook, I know that you have a little bit up there um on your facebook page and and all that um yeah it's it's pretty fun watching what you're doing out there um I've been a fan of yours for a while, and i'm I'm so glad I got to get you onto the show <laughs> because if if anybody's living the coy life, you certainly are. (laughs) Um,
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what I've said. I've never imagined to be, you know, doing this, Um, traveling around the country to to witness a show or judge a show or even organize a show. Um, Really. And, And I thought I'd be just Rick Martinez, of Cebu and now yeah. I'm doing stuff for, for Davao, for for Manila and for for any anywhere else here. And it's it's really great. It's really great. Not not to not to brag about it, but it's really great. And it's so good to see people appreciating what I've been doing and it's good to see people asking me about uh what Koi is uh yeah. people who have, have no idea what Koi is and they see me and it's like, Oh, should I should they build upon? They should I should I go into the hobby and stuff and it's yeah, it's it's great.
2: Yeah, I mean you do an amazing job of um making people aware of Koi and, and the lifestyle that goes along with it. You really do. Um, I love watching what you're doing. I think you do an amazing job of bringing an awareness, um, of course, to the people in the Philippines. But really, your 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 reach is is more than that. I mean, I'm in New Jersey in the United States, and and I see everything that you're doing. I know many people around the world um, are watching what you do, and I thank you very much for it. You you help make this industry a lot more fun um, and just a lot more no, interesting, and you give Mike. Them a- <laughs> And and you give a, a really good example of how people should go about running and organizing their their societies and their clubs, because um, I know some parts of the world, they do struggle with that, and uh, yours really seem to, to thrive and be a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully, you know, I have my trip to Japan I'd like to make. Hopefully, I'll be able to come out to the Philippines someday, and it'd be very nice to meet you. Um so, yes. do you have anything you're, you're coming up welcome you, here? Thank you. <laughs> do you have anything coming up <laughs> that you want to let people know about? Do you have any announcements or anything that that uh, you'd like to get out there?
3: Oh yes. Um, for for April, um, well, this Saturday I'll be having a a small talk together with um, uh, some of fish hobbyists. We have guppy hobbyist and um, beta hobbyist we'll be talking about, um, I'll be sharing uh, with them how Koi uh, keeping works as well. That's this Saturday, okay. I think it's April 11, 1 to 4 p.m. at Insular Square Mall of Mandale. And um, uh, on April 22nd to 26th, we'll have an exhibit together with um, pet uh, lovers. We have dog lovers, birds, and then crocodiles and snakes. Um, With them, we'll have an exhibit for five days. They'll be at um, Park Mall Mandawi City. Oh, awesome. Uh, Yeah, and during the exhibit, (laughs) during the exhibit, I'll be doing, we'll be distributing um, leaflets for 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 um all philippine koi society um we'll be doing uh raffles as well koi raffles um will i'll be uh displaying uh koi very cheap koi foods for hobbyists to buy we have i'll do a, 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 a
2: Hello? Hey, Brezel, you still there?
3: Yeah, I'm here.
2: Oh, okay. It just got a little broken yeah. up. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, Brazil, I want to thank you so much for coming on, and uh, you do an amazing job and uh, I, I love watching your stuff, and I really appreciate you taking the time to come on to the Pond Hunter radio broadcast and share um, everything with our listeners. Uh, I, good luck with the, the stuff that you have coming up with the Society and all, all the different events that you do, and um, I'm going to keep watching and keep following everything you have going on. So I don't know if you can hear me, but Brazil, thank you so much for being a part of this. I really do appreciate it. I think uh, our connection got a little cut. Um,
0: uh, and maybe
2: just... Oh, are you there?
0: Yeah, I'm this here. Great
2: time. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, it's getting a little cut off, cut off. But Brazil, thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you so much for inviting
0: me.
2: You're very welcome, and I will catch up with you soon, Brazil. Thank you so much. That was Brazil Martinez, everybody. Um, living the koi life, halfway around the world in the Philippines, she definitely is a great promoter of the pond and koi-keeping lifestyle and seems to be having a lot of fun doing it. Um, you can catch up with her at the All Philippines Koi Society. You can check them out on Facebook and see all the stuff they have going on. And her website um is on Facebook as well. So you can you can see everything right there. Thank you, Brazil, for coming on to the show. I'm sorry, we we just got kind of cut off at that very last minute. Um but you're a great guest and uh that was Brizzel Martinez, everybody living the koi life. And she is definitely doing it. So, hey everybody, what are you guys waiting for get out there get your ponds going let's make 2015 the best pond season yet um i just started feeding my fish and they're eating pretty good all my fish did just fine this winter and um you know i wasn't able to see them for about seven weeks or so and the babies um my niece i even grew a bit during the winter so you know there's still stuff going on out there you got to be make sure that you're watching your pond during the winter and just it it is the time of year to try to try to enjoy it um i've started feeding my fish very lightly now and again i'm in the northeast u.s kind of a colder area um but still allowing them to graze in some of the algae in the pond um i had a couple clients this year that had wipeouts of their fish which was it's just it's an awful way to start the season so you know i'm very sorry to them that they had lots of fish and it kind of stinks because um, both of them were because of equipment failure um, that could have been easily avoided. Um, you know, if you're, if you have a local pond professional, if they offer some sort of midwinter service, I'm going to highly recommend that you guys take advantage of that because um, it's not that there's nothing to do during the winter, and sometimes these spring heartbreaks, like um, fish wipeouts, can be as simple as reconnecting an airline, and that's pretty much what it boiled down to for these two particular clients. Um, it could have been easily avoided, and you know, a lot of these services you're looking at maybe 180 bucks instead of losing thousands and thousands of dollars worth of fish. So. Try to take advantage of that. Remember, during the wintertime, they do need a little bit of service, a little bit of uh, upkeep. But anyway, um, it was very sad. It really was. But avoidable. So be vigilant out there, everybody. And But for the most part, we did just great. Everybody's ponds so far are doing really good. There was only two examples of probably close to a couple hundred ponds that uh, we deal with on a ongoing yearly basis. And um, so that's that. But anyway, on the next Pond Hunter Radio broadcast, we're going to be talking about the great blue heron. Yep, that predator that every pond keeper at some point has a run-in with. And if you want to know more about the most infamous pond predator out there, this would be the show to listen to. And I'll touch on other predators too, but the show will focus mainly on the old great blue heron. And uh, you got to remember, once it discovers your pond, it will return again and again. So there's some things that you can do to prevent fish loss from predation. So be sure to tune in when I share some secrets from the pros on heron control and predator control. And that will be episode 30, everybody. So make sure you turn in. Remember, if you want to check out any of the shows you've missed, um, you want to see the archives, enjoy any of the topics that are covered here on the PHRB, you can. Just check out blogtalkradio.com slash thepondhunter or go to iTunes, find the archives of the past shows, and go to town. You can listen anytime, anywhere, on the smart device of your choice, whether it's phone, tablet, desktop, however you want to do it. You're welcome to do it. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and the Love Your Pond blog, FullServiceAquatics.com. And I hope you guys will give me a visit and a follow. My email is Mike at fullserviceaquatics.com. If you guys have any questions you want to send in or you need advice or anything, feel free to contact me. I will be happy to help. And what do we got going on? Hey, Georgia Koi Keepers, the Atlanta Koi Club is having a Koi auction in Tucker, Georgia on April 18th. To find out more about it, check out the Atlanta Koi Club page on Facebook to get all of the details. But the Koi auction is happening this April 18th. Be sure to go check that out um, the aquascape road show is coming to a town near you on April 16th the aquascape guys will be rolling into Denver for a build a pond day they're doing a pondless waterfall this is a day of education for professionals and homeowners hobbyists on proper construction techniques and if you're a pro looking to take your skills to the next level this is a place to go. You can go check out the Aquascape Road Show, or if you're just a DIYer, um, this is a great way to see how the pros do it and really up your your ante on um, putting together an amazing water feature on your property. So, that is April 16th in Denver, Colorado. The Aquascape Road Show is coming to a town near you. And the Pond Squad is back, everybody. The guys from, also from Aquascape. Greg, Ed, Brian, and Chris are back at it, folks, and they have a whole new season of their reality TV show, The Pond Squad, coming to you now on YouTube. You can check it out anytime, anytime. You don't have to be in front of your TV. Like I said, you don't have to set your DVR. You can go to YouTube and download. You can binge watch. You can do all that fun stuff and see what The Pond Squad is up to with all the new projects that they're going to be rolling out. So go check them out, everybody. The Pond Squad on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate all of you guys being here um, to hear my, my awesome guest Brazil Martinez who is on tonight and uh, thank you again Brazil, for being a part of the show this this um, episode, episode 29. I'm Mike Gannon and I will see you guys next time on the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast.
1: You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio, the Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. That's right, everybody. Keeping it pondy. I keep, it here. keep it Pondy.
2: Keep it Pondy.
1: Keep it Pondy. Keep it Pondy.
2: Bye, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Be sure to tune in. Have a great one. And enjoy your ponds, everybody.